Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week, we're joined by smiling Al Madrigal, plus Jordan is deeply, profoundly, astonishingly, surprisingly offended by MTV's The Hills. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, alongside us, joining Jordan on the big orange couch, uh, comedian, actor, Al Madrigal. Al, welcome it's to the show. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. The last time we saw each other, Al, before this time, was a benefit, a high times benefit show for the legalization of marijuana in San Francisco. Horrible show. It, how did we get booked? Do you remember what, how we got involved in that, Jordan? I, I wasn't involved did in this. Did you invite is, us to I, be in this? I did not invite you. I was just okay. excited what do you, to wait, see what you there. Wait, do do? I don't, I've never been to a high times benefit in my oh, life. Oh, maybe you weren't there, Jordan. Maybe it was just me and Jim and... Uh, Somebody oh, this else. was our our this is this our was a prank the dean group, show prank the dean prank that we had show. in college, uh, and after college this was after college, sure. um, but it was a high times show, and uh, did we write some pot themed sketches for that? No. Yes, we did. We did write a pot themed sketch. Did you write any pot themed sketches, Al? I don't really do any pot related jokes. You do talk slow, though. I talk slow, and I look baked, and so they decided I was going <laughs> to... I made the tour. Right. Oh, wow. They took me out. It was me and Doug Benson. Yeah. Who and does, who uh, does uh, largely, largely... Largely. A lot of weed jokes, and it was, it was just sort of a fiasco. I mean, we went... Uh, <laughs> I choked a guy in Detroit. You choked a guy? But Benson, after that, I stayed on stage for 25 minutes and then choked a guy. <laughs> so let's hear the specifics of choking hey, the guy. Right. You know. So um, they, they had us doing a – Detroit is a horrible place. And uh, even going there with uh, – This the, guy was early Dennis, Dennis Rodman, just to be clear. This was Pistons Dennis performed Rodman. performed there in Detroit twice. And, right. And uh, with Mitch Hedberg. And there was in the Stephen Lynch Mitch Hedberg tour. And uh, that was a horrible gig. And, you know, people yelling out constantly. I feel like you were on the sound of young. That's when you were on the sound of Young America when you were touring. Really? With, with Stephen so Lynch I came, and when Mitch I came to Santa That was a long time. time ago. Well, it's when I Fatty came out because I know um, that uh, that you were. I think we were interviewing the guy from. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. So <laughs> really? No. Yeah. I don't know. That checks. That story checks yeah, out. It was, yeah, we interviewed the guy who who wrote I Fatty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're right. And he just worked on a, what's his name again? I'm sorry. I'm and sure. didn't we interview? I think we also interviewed Bobcat Goldthwait. Yes, we did. Yeah, who was super super nice. A great guy. Really great I've guy. I've worked with him since, and he's just wonderful. Oh, well, anyway, you I'm were waiting, talking I'm, about I'm, choking. I want to hear a choking See, story. I was trying to get away wanna... from choking the choking story. Anyway, oh, so not a story you'd like to Bobcat Goldthwait <laughs> is choking this guy. <laughs> So, Police Academy 6. Right, guys? <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone's favorite. 
uh, actually, so uh, John Panette was uh, took Bobcat's role in the six, and I think Bobcat did one, two, and maybe three, but dropped out after a while. Then here came Panette came in to sort of be the fat, crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't playing Bobcat's role. This wasn't a Darren and Bewitched situation, was it? <laughs> no, no, no. They, there was a new recruit new, at the academy, okay. and I think that's what they called him: the new recruits. Oh. That was a police academy uh, six new recruits. You know what happened to me at that High Times mm-hmm. show that. I remember better than anything else. You guys, you I guys remember. ate it. That was, <laughs> that's, that's what I remember. They weren't Frank the Dean did not have its best night. They were not there to see well, sketch comedy. Yeah, it truly that way. was not there. Sketch comedy is horrible to yeah, do. This brutal. is a bad crowd. Some old, creepy, normal guy got up and talked. Oh, he talked for a long time. Yeah, it was a okay. really bad show. But speaking of old, oh, creepy... What was, just, what was our pot-themed sketch? I forget what was the... Oh, we, I wrote it for that. It was, um, I think it was that old sketch we used to do on the Sound of Young America. It was or base was based on the sketch where we talked about everything that hemp could do. Oh, okay. You remember when we said, you know, George Washington was made of hemp or whatever we said. I oh, don't sure. remember okay, what great. the jokes were. But uh, I, I, had, I have met a comedian, uh, a, a long-standing, uh, well-regarded comedian, Rick Overton, twice. One was when, he, when I drove him somewhere uh, for a job. I was taking him to the airport. We, uh, I picked him up at Robin Williams' house, but he wouldn't tell me where it was. I didn't know it was Robin Williams' house. He could have just to- not told me it was Robin Williams' house instead of refusing to tell me the address uh, when I was coming to pick him up. He's like, it's near something, something. Yeah. Like as though I'm, I do a quick reverse lookup on everyone that I pick up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's Robin Williams' house. I better case the joint, then later break into it and steal, kidnap Robin Williams. And this was in Cliff in San Francisco, Yeah, correct? exactly. And meanwhile, Robin Williams is, has a spectacular Halloween candy giveaway. And everyone, yeah. all the kids line up exactly. outside Robin Williams' house. And exactly. They know this, so so I, I, pick up, I picked to up Rick To be fair, Overton. though, you are a big collector of memorabilia from Bicentennial Man. Yeah, that's so true. So I can see how they would want it. Knowing <laughs> I, that i gotta get that suit <laughs> that's the last piece in your collection the Peeking suit around a corner yeah. yeah i already have steven steven root frozen in my closet um so i and he got up he got mad at me because i didn't want him to smoke up in my car which was actually my mother's car that i borrowed from my mother so he got like he got like upset with me. I was like, "Really, you're upset with me? I mean, I'm not being a dick about it or anything. I just would rather not have. I would if you asked if you could smoke a, a cigarette in my car. I would also have said, "No, nah, I'd rather you didn't." Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my one experience with him. And he didn't remember me when I met him. He played that benefit. He didn't remember me at all. But he immediately like shook hands with me and launched into an angry tirade about the legalization of marijuana. I was like, "Oh." Well, I mean, I'm fine with the legalization of marijuana. I have no objection to this. And I don't know where he got the idea that I was someone who needed convincing to get on board. Maybe he thought I was in the audience. Just an audience member. Yeah. Yeah. I think. And we were in the green room, which is one point to discount that theory. Although, to be fair, to be fair, you probably were wearing a top hat and a monocle, making you seem like an old fuddy-duddy. Right. He did pie you in the face after he said that, didn't he? He did he pie did me. Pie that you. explains why you pied, because that was the other thing. Why did he pie me? You're an old fuddy-duddy who doesn't like joints or rock music, and yeah. first he explained to you while you were wrong, and then he gave you the pieing of a lifetime. 
So the, the green room, just to describe to people, it had more weed in it than I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> oh, life. Oh yeah, was there like little? Was there like bowls of joints? How did they? How did the high times? There people... was a guy around that was growing it and just had recently got busted. He had a creepy little guy with all hemp. There were these strange old ladies in there. I do not <laughs> like the normal people. It was full <laughs> of some weird, weird. I wouldn't go in there. Sixty-year-olds. Yeah. Some creepy, and they were they were ready to tell you all about their sure, cause. And they're not doing that cause any favors. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise! And yeah, you think you would you you would you'd think like oh I I I like something sort of semi unpopular like you know so when I go out and talk about this I should probably look as normal as possible. Sure. I probably shouldn't wear yeah. my they call wavy the gravies. thing normal. Sure, and they have freakish people. Uh, oh, but what I, I'm in this nor is this part of the vernacular normal? I, don't, I guess I don't know. It's what that a national to organization to reform uh, okay. marijuana laws. Sure, is what it stands for. It should be called the National Organization of Creepy Sixty Year Olds. One of my favorite moments was a comic uh, that came out. Think about the worst comic at the show. I forget. It's the and his name was uh, he did Schwarzenegger impression. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> he comes outside, and everyone's saying... That must have been when Rick Overton was berating me <laughs> yeah. for no reason. This one moment outside, we're standing outside with the promoters, just all looking at each other, and he walks out, and he goes, Hey, has anybody got any coke? <laughs> 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 There's been more... They're like, weed. sir, we're going to have to kindly ask you to leave. This is not the coke. Yeah. Anyway. It's Norkel. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> So anyway, so we take the show out on the road, and we do Detroit, and it's the worst possible show you could ever do. Be, no chairs, and so it's going to be, we're doing it in rock clubs. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's God. a horrible idea. I'm sure I don't have any, I have no objection to doing a comedy show in a rock club, but boy, bring as an audience chairs. member, do I hate chairs. not having a chair for uh, what amounts to a theatrical performance. You know what I think, uh, who I think uh, really did that well is uh, Comedians of Comedy. Really? Because when I went to the Comedians of Comedy, <laughs> I was real sick of standing by about minute 40. Really? It was awful. Oh. I don't like standing at all. I don't like going... I, uh, I don't want to stand for a really long time. Like, if you if it's music, it drives sort of... You still don't really like it, but it sort of drives you through that mm-hmm. discomfort. Because you're, like, dancing. You're, yeah, like, so jumping you up and around, down. You can walk around. Here you got to stand and just pay attention. So it's a horrible idea. And I've never been to a Comedians of Comedy show, and I, I don't really enjoy going out to see other comics do comedy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, you hate comedy. I mean, I appreciate really that. Yeah, there's, like, just... I think there's the philosophy, like, oh, let's 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 get away from the cover charges and the drink minimums and just have yeah. a show. And I understand. But, yeah, like... Bring in some, bring in some, like at least tell people they can bring their own lawn chairs or something. You know? Yeah. So exactly. I, uh, tell people they can bring their own lawn <laughs> chair. <laughs> because twenty percent of them will do it, and that will solve the problem. <laughs> and yeah. I could have ended up beating a guy with a lawn chair. Yeah. Was fantastic. Okay. So what were the what, why? What were the circumstances of the choking? Just ended up being horrible chatter the entire time. No one was concentrating, yelling out constantly. Um, well, like so what is it, what? Like what? For example. Would people yell out, just, you suck, or... <laughs> just noise, guttural noises. Hey, they're talking to a friend. And they're really looking loud. for Coke, is what they're doing. <laughs> got the Coke! Go out! Yeah, same guy, same bad comic from before. Uh, so, uh, it was just... Was not- that guy wearing a fedora, by the way? I feel like that guy was wearing a fedora. Maybe at one point. I, yeah. Too high. Did he <laughs> ask for the coke in the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice? Yeah, sure. yeah. and so one of the worst comics I've ever seen. Uh, so, uh, 
<laughs> we're there. We're, we're on his tour. and uh, You should never... see him when he gets the Coke, though. He's yeah. really good He's when on. he can find some Coke. Probably the worst guy He's ever. like early Robin Williams in that sense. <laughs> He's so bad when he's not on the coke. Yeah. And uh, just, just to be around in general, he's one of the worst guys. So uh, we're there, and uh, I just can't take it anymore. I, I have been pushed. I'm trying to barrel through it. I'm bad with uh, crowd interaction anyway when it comes to being too aggressive. So I'm just going to try to be cool and get through it. And uh, I had my incident at the big Latino comedy jam that I talk about, <laughs> hopping fences and yelling at people and telling people off. But now I'm going to be a real pro, and I'm just going to go. And uh, this guy in the front is having a full conversation. I sit at home trying to, and I go, dude, please, can you shut up? Stop. And uh, stop talking. You're talking in the front row. And he gives me one of these, the hand, just do your jokes, bro. Just tr- go, try to be funny. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just laid into him at that point, and I said, "If you don't stop having your conversation, I'm gonna come down. I'm gonna choke the shit out of you." Uh, <laughs> wow! Right now, this was mid comedy <laughs> show, right? Mid comedy show. I said, "So, guess what? This is your opportunity to run." Uh, Lincoln <laughs> Square uh, is swearing okay? Is yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, it's encouraged. So, uh, yeah, so uh, run now um, because I'm gonna do my last bit. I'm going to close up on some more baby jokes that I've been doing in front of you assholes. <laughs> and then I'm going to come down and choke you. So you better run. And I finished up, closed, strong, <laughs> as strong yeah. as you possibly could. Sure. After threatening to After strangle threatening a the guy. That's actually sure. I was really had their intention at that point. And I got off stage and I said, thank you very much. And I walked around and I grabbed the guy by the shirt collar and I dragged him into the adjoining pool hall. And I choked him into one of the promoters, ran up and stopped me. And I got about uh, three <laughs> wow. minutes of good solid choking in. <laughs> wow. It's um, a fair volume of choking. Yeah, no, I really had him choked out. Were there great. no people well, that's in charge as, of this? This is Detroit, man. I think yeah. the guy is it's just, Detroit. Yeah. They just got a pack of wild dogs <laughs> to take care of this. <laughs> It's I've never horrible. been to Detroit. But the High Times Comedy Show, and then we hadn't seen each other before that. It was just a Jerry Stahl interview, and uh, yeah. that was a while ago, and that was a long time ago. Yeah. Remember that, Jordan? And you and I have never seen each other. We've so never that's, seen each other. It's the very first time. That's something, too. Well, we'll be back in just a second with more fond reminiscences. Of on, choking. On Jordan, Jesse, <laughs> go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, the one and only Al Madrigal. We encourage the guests to think of a nickname if you want to. If you want to think of a nickname. You're an adult, though. You're like a father. I feel feel weird asking like a like a like an adult with a with his shit together and like kids to think of a nickname. It seems just condescending. Did Jimmy Pardo have a difficult time to come in with a nickname? I'm sure he's, he's the al- shooter. He's already got one. The yeah. shooter, he is. He's the shooter. shooter. Oh, shit. He's the shooter. People actually call him the shooter. Oh, really? I had no Which idea. is really great because it's a really good nickname. Well, I, I mean, had... I, you can't begrudge that to anyone. I have had a couple nicknames. Uh, I used to be called Smiling Allen College. Smiling Allen? <laughs> that's pretty good because uh, you were yeah. always smiling. Yeah, or... I was so happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Smiling Al. Oh, Smiling Al's pretty good. Smiling Al's good. Yeah. That's really solid. Well, nah, I don't even need to hear the other ones. Yeah, no. let's, let's probably with that bad. One. They're probably Smiling bad. Smiling Al Madrigal. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's 
A minus at least. Sure, no, that's very, I'm here smiling out. When you have the nickname, and you can you still use the rest of your name also yeah. because you, you have Jordan Boy Detective comes after. Right. You, well, you pretty... want the you want the name so that people can look you up on MySpace after they <laughs> listen to the show, Al. <laughs> I hope no one goes have to you, my MySpace. Have you heard about MySpace, Al? It's something that Dane Cook used to entertain college girls. I'm really days away from taking down my MySpace altogether. Wow, that's, that's, that's a horrible. bold move. Did it's you have horrible. a really negative MySpace experience? No, you couldn't just... click that. You couldn't nail that fucking gopher coming out of the I hole. Oh, you know, I know he couldn't get. Guess whose butt it was? Uh, yeah. Well, some. Do you know somebody posted your picture up at? Uh, have you been getting that spam lately? No. Oh, see, I'm getting the same spam message over and over again. It's driving me crazy. I mean, I'm a, I'm a. You know, I I've noticed at least in my circle or in my group of MySpace friends, like MySpace activity has slowed to a, you know, to a crawl, to a molasses crawl. Uh, nobody's really using it. Anymore, what seems to me, everybody's moved on to the Facebook, and I just don't feel like I need another internet thing in my life. Uh, You've already got the Twitter. Oh boy, I did not <laughs> expect to like Twitter so much. Let me tell yeah. you, I didn't even want it, but it's 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 there and it's it's, it's, it's sticking around for yeah. a while. So and so you're on. You you didn't embrace Facebook. I see. No, that. you know I didn't. It just seems seems like too much. And yeah, and every and every time somebody explains it to me, I get confused. It's so much better. I've never. It is dramatically better, but I have to say. That is much better as Facebook is than MySpace. I still don't understand what it's good for. Hmm. It's not good for. It's good, better for communicating and filtering out the spam. Uh, communicating and filtering out the spam. I think it's got to be that. Yeah, but I mean, email is no really good for communicating. <laughs> yeah, sure. It really is. It's called electronic mail. <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of friends, I was, you know, and I used to, and kind of seems like the last wave of activity I had was just the uh, the the false sluts. Are you guys aware of the false sluts? The no, MySpace I, sluts? I try and work with true sluts. Well, well, yeah. ooh la la. <gasps> What's um, the false sluts on MySpace? Do you guys know when you just... You... It's a picture of just some really hot bikini chick, and then you're like, hey, all right, you this go to... hot bikini chick wants to be my friend, and then you go to the hot bikini pics page, and she's only got six friends, and you look under her pictures, and there's just one photo. That's mm-hmm. a fake hot bikini chick. It always says something in her thing like... Al Madrigal just <laughs> celebrated with a pump of the past. He's like, nailed her! Uh, yeah, man, you took those fake women to task. <laughs> that is what you're talking about, right? Yeah, no, it is. And then, you know, usually under things, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just here to meet some new people. By the way, I made a lot of money filling out surveys online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, anyways, and I... And so I had this wave of slut activity. And I was like, ah, oh, Jesus, is all this is for anymore is fake commercial sluts and then and then uh recently i haven't even been getting fake sluts anymore and i found myself going like i wonder what those sluts are up to yeah, what are those fake sluts up to <laughs> so yes that's how, see that. that's how little myspace activity i've, yeah, I've been having can we sluts, can so. we stay on the topic of fake sluts because jordan watched for the first time the television program the hills which yeah. have you seen I, the show before, Al Madrigal? I've never seen the actual show. I know it exists. I know it's popular. It's MTV's number one show. I know that the name Heidi Montag, and then we couldn't remember the other girl. This is name. what I know about it: is okay. I watched an interview where David Letterman was interviewing one of the Olsen twins, uh-huh. the one that was in the whack the wackness. And Did you see the wackness? By the way, no, I didn't. But I've heard from you no, that I should good. go see it's it. It's real good. The Olsen twin. 
That's all rap from 1994? Yeah, yeah. It's a good kind of rap. Sure. I mean, that's the best rap here. A lot of Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, Yeah. that's the top rap, I mean, at the end of the day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, The the Olsen twin thing is just stunt casting. She plays this kind of hippie, and she, like, gets real drunk and then makes out with Bing Kingsley in a phone booth, and and she's just horrendous and distracting and, and... Almost okay. ruins well, a good movie. She, just, was, uh, she was ruining David Letterman mm-hmm. for about three or four minutes, but it was one of those things, I don't know if you you guys like the David Letterman, but sure. uh, when he's got someone terrible on, he'll see, a lot of times he'll just say things to confuse them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a cat playing with a ball, and it was it was like that, and then somebody, she mentioned in passing a guy from the hills called spencer sure spencer from the hills and she said she had like went to high school with him or something and then letterman just talked about how horrible this guy was for like five minutes he was on letterman's show it's pretty it's pretty amazing to watch it's a similar thing i mean he's obviously too dumb to realize what letterman is talking about uh and yeah and letterman just has that combination of fascination and what the fuck am i doing is this really my job nest that letterman is so good so at. letterman had actually watched the hills or he's just referring to his experience yeah, with him and his uh, maybe when he was on with the, them. yeah i mean it was i don't i but the thing is, is letterman, says, how does a young gentleman get so oily <laughs> yeah how does a young gentleman get so oily yeah, that's great i mean really how does a young gentleman get so oily i don't he just he just spent he just dedicated his program to asking obliquely insulting questions and in some cases directly insulting questions about this guy that the Olsen twin just went to high school with. She doesn't really know him particularly yeah. well. That's great, but the interview oh, wasn't God. going anywhere. I, I, it, no, sure. the interview wouldn't. Have, no, the the joke was really just Letterman trying to press this Olsen twin into saying something horrible about this about this guy from the hills. And God, David Letterman is such a genius. He really is What great. a beautiful genius. Anyway, that's all I know about the hills, Jordan. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I had an audition uh, today where I was... Uh, a Hollywood audition? Uh, yeah, for, you know, for, for showbiz. Television, yeah. movies, commercials, gotcha. episodes. Uh, vaudeville. Vaudeville, sure. Uh, uh, Cruise... Cruise Theater, Cruise Com- Entertainment, Commedia dell'arte, <laughs> all that. Um, and uh, so I'm like, well, I should. The, the, the audition was for a, a parody of The Hills. I think the idea is, well, I, I won't say that. I might get me in trouble. If I right. Say anyway, you could gonna, probably gonna, get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Comedy Central decided they were going to pay, uh, spend $50,000 on a pilot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they're going to. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And now yeah. I'm going to ruin it. On, yeah, sure. Now Spike can just film it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, anyways, and I'm like, I should watch, I should watch The Hills so I can, you know, and, and I kind of character, so you can develop a character. And I kind of thought, I knew what I was getting into, and like you guys, I kind of heard of what went on on this, and kind of, and I've, and I've seen the, you know, the stars of it, you know, being interviewed and around, and, uh, um, and I don't want to sound like one of those guys, and I'm, a, I, and I really don't want to come off like one of those, those, like, I just watch documentaries and I don't watch TV guys that's like, you know, but I watched it this one time and I, like, and, and I, I hate sounding like that, but I've, I'd never seen it and I was so, I've, it's so fucking appalled by it. It is offensive how bad that show is. It is offensive and it's not because it's doing anything immoral. Just, it's offensive because of its lack of content. <laughs> 
<laughs> like it's contentless, and it's like I felt that way. I watched. Um, I was at. Uh, 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 we don't have the cable, but I, when I go to a place with the cable, I'll just watch it and watch it and watch sure, it. Sure, I love it because you get so excited. You're like, mm-hmm. look at I can just switch, and there's a new show every time I press the button. And uh, I was watching the one that's a knockoff of the show with Flava Flav, but it has the metal guy on it. Yeah, yeah. Rock of Love. I could not. I'm like, I felt like I watched an entire show and no things happened. Yeah, and they're all kind of building towards the, every episode of those shows. Your Rock of Love, your Tila Tequilas has, seems like it has one moment that the show is about. And it's. Right. Let's, it's like the making the choice. Yeah. Or I was going to say, like, there's one outrageous thing. There's there. Let's say, let's call it Naked Pool Dive. Or right. Let's call it nipple lick or something. Yeah. Uh, and then they, you know. Al, do they, you have a preference between naked, naked pool, pool dive and nipple lick? See, I haven't watched MTV in so long. It's been so, and I, it's not like I've graduated to VH1. I've abandoned <laughs> that section of channels. Can I tell you something? All, like, Teresa had a job this summer where her uh, her supervisor, who was a professional, Teresa works in the field of law, mm-hmm. her supervisor uh, was about, 40-ish, not especially old, uh, didn't know how to send and receive emails, had to ask someone to come into her office and do it for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Teresa was uh, outside the door when she called in a different person to help her with the emails. They were talking about how she doesn't know the emails, and she says to, she says to this woman, I guess I just don't understand this VH1 generation. <laughs> That's a great quote. I um, have abandoned all of that stuff altogether. I, I was barely watching uh, Comedy Central until the show Reality Bites came on, which uh-huh. is fantastic. Yeah, it's kind Reality of Chris Fairbanks. Back. We actually, last, last week's guest whom Jesse was absent for because of his honeymoon. Sadly, because he's a delightful young man. Sure, it is Chris Fairbanks. Okay, he did uh, a, also an amazing artist. He did all of the, my uh, album cover art. And yeah, has, a, a, uh, gifted, a gifted artist. He has done uh, quite a bit of art. I admired so. his logo for the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. He's uh, done an amazing work for me in the past, and he's a very, very funny comic out of Boston, and so I was thrilled to see him on the show. So that's a good show, but I just don't have... As much TV time as I'd like. See, I'd love to watch it all. Yeah, yeah. And uh, because you're I, I busy, would... you're busy making your own television network television programs, <laughs> and also over. counting your money. I'd pass over. I'm counting money. You I'm make the money and you kids. count it. And what time is there left? Yeah, because there's so many of the money. Yeah. And then I don't have enough uh, hills. Many money. <laughs> Me say many, many, <laughs> many. Mucho, mucho dollars. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of skrill. Yeah. So w- um, what did you take away from this, Jordan? Are you going to audition? Uh, yeah, I, I, I did. Audition. How did that go? What did you do? What character uh, okay. did you do? The, honestly, this honestly happened. You played Lauren. I, I walked in, and the casting lady, there's the casting lady, and she's kind of an older, kind of middle-aged woman. She's she kind went. of flanked by her two. <sighs> well, that's I. That might have been better than what happened. She's kind of flanked by her two kind of younger, cute assistants, and she's blackberrying as I come in. And I reach out my hand and say, "Hi, I'm Jordan. Nice to meet you." She's like, "I don't, I don't do touching." And then looked down and kept texting. I'm like, oh, is that a joke? Joke, joke. It's got to be a joke. Got to be a joke. And I looked around, and the assistants are giving me this kind of, like, panicked, like, just fucking stand on your mark look. And I go and stand on my mark, and one of the assistants says, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a cold season. There's a lot of germs going around. And, I'm like, and I said, yeah, I, I guess I'm pretty germy. 
<laughs> that's how it starts. I mean, this I don't imagine horrible. I'll be on this. this but yeah, she honestly no, said that, that to me. Find the woman's name at a break. Right. And try to look up information about. It. I want to know who would say I don't do touching. So you want to do what you're looking for as a character? You want to turn this show into a character assassination? <laughs> <laughs> I want to find this woman. I want to make sure that I never go to her she office. She claims yeah. to be a Vanderbilt, but in <laughs> fact, her grandmother was Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> She's evil. That is the most evil. You know, the worst people in this business are the commercial casting people. And it's sort of the low-level casting people. And when you say, just to interject, when you say this business, you're referring to uh, television, film, podcasting, other major entertainment industries. Correct. That is true. And a strange woman in her bathrobe has just walked out of the fire escape. <laughs> this is it. To a lady. Is she hanging her laundry on the fire escape? Because no. that's a common activity. She came out. To Is she oiling up for something? <laughs> yeah. How does a woman? Yeah, I can't really so see. Oily? I can't really see, Al. So um, it, it's it's amazing to me how rude and horrible people are. This is fantastic. I mean, you come over to the podcast, you get offered Indian food, you, get you play some with Indian the dog food. for a little bit. Absolutely, plenty of touching all the way around. We were doing a lot of touching. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We, in fact, we oiled each other up before the show. <laughs> Whoops, slipped off the couch. <laughs> germ season. It's it must. It's germ season. It so. is. Yeah. You know. Is it really? You know. I always <laughs> yeah, try. I, I, I always I try and get my flu shot. Before the the peak of germ season, season, you know, summer, mid August, <laughs> yeah, getting a lot of colds yeah, in August. Absolutely, Gosh, man. A I, lot was, of I was, I was, yeah. So was it? What was it? That like? didn't go well. How, what were the, What did the other people look like in the waiting room? And did you? See oh, you know, actually, you all, all from yeah, television? it was basically all guys that I knew from the kind of L.A. improv scene. It was a yeah, just like and yeah, people like guys from my manager. Yeah, so I yeah I knew uh, Dave East Coast Dave Hill was there. He's no West Coast. Oh, I'm, Dave so, I'm Hill. sorry, West Coast Dave Hill was there. Wait, East Coast East Coast Dave West Hill. Coast Dave Hill. In my opinion, no East Coast Dave Hill. <laughs> well, he's a pretty good Dave Hill. He's a solid Dave Hill, but he's got tough competition. Jordan, um, now, who is your manager? They're just sending out all the same guys. To he's the... handsomer. West Coast Dave Hill's the handsome Ooh, Dave yeah, Hill. Yeah, good looking. Very West handsome. Coast Dave Hill. Who's Dave Hill? He's handsome. He's a comedy guy. What, what are you talking about? West Coast Dave Hill or East Coast Dave Hill? <laughs> Both guys. These Dave Hills. West Coast Dave Hill is a very handsome comedian. East Coast Dave Hill is a comedian slash rock and roll guy. There you go. Yeah, but he's basically all guys <laughs> from my. It was all like the kind of the young stoner slacker improv guys. Stoner slacker being the type, not how they actually are. The yeah. That they they probably put out a call for young Apatow-esque stoner slackers and got all of us. That's primarily sure. the net that's bringing yeah. you in at this point. Yeah. yeah. Seth Rogen lookalike. Sure, yeah. In fact, I saw GQ magazine uh, that I bought for an airplane ride recently, and uh, Seth Rogen was on the front looking like Jordan. I actually bought that GQ at a train station. I brought that at a train station in San Diego, and uh, guys who sold it to me said, this you on the magazine? <laughs> uh, this you on the magazine? Yeah. Exactly. Did you meet the guy? Hey. Yeah, are you, was, was it you? you? Are you do you sell magazines at a train can station you improvise in San Diego? With that? Can you improvise? <laughs> That's all I can Keep do. it going. Keep it going. Hey. What if that guy this was an orderly you? in a hospital? What would he say? No, Al, what would he say? 
Hey, this you in the hospital bed? <laughs> That's exactly. That's exactly. That's why your network sitcom material, Ralph. Right. That's did why you, you're friends with Jeffrey Tambor. Did you bring that to the audition? No, I didn't. I should have. Oh, man, if, hey. I, if only I had the Wayback Machine. If only Mr. <laughs> Peabody would stick me in the Wayback hey. Machine. You're like, you, so, got, yeah. you get to the audition, you're like, thank you so much for giving me these pages. But something amazing happened to me as I got on the train. And it sounded a little something. And then I like, turned around. You put on your rhino mask. Sure. Um, oh, and it, I... I hate gosh, I don't want this is this is fucking lame, I realize. I'm like, I don't want to talk about something on the podcast that I've already twittered about uh, <laughs> so as to eat all of my internet content. But uh I was at Comic Con yes. uh, recently and the I comic was, book convention. And I was wearing sure. a uh, I was wearing a jacket and tie as part of a thing I was doing there and uh uh overheard one guy whisper to another guy, Is that guy dressed up like Seth Rogan? That's great. <laughs> it's about me. So that guy's dressed up like Seth Rogen. You were though, to be fair. Yeah. You were doing a you were doing a costume. I was piece. not doing a costume piece. Yeah, you were Seth doing Rogen. a costume piece where you were trying to look like Seth Rogen. I wasn't. And, God, and why do, I only look is, like ugly celebrities. People only tell me I look like the Seth Rogen's ugly, right? Get? Uh, I get he's John not, C. Riley. He's not ugly. He's dumpy. John C. Riley is nice. John no, C. Riley is ugly. Uh, he's the yes, he got famous for being ugly. Yeah, I guess. The right, only the only celebrity anyone ever tells me I look like is Boy George Jordan. Ah, actually, was, you know what? Someone called in this week to tell me that I looked like Al Capone because they went to a <laughs> they went yeah, to a Fisherman's they Wharf went to a they, wax museum. Yeah, they yeah. saw and they thought it looked like a me, so I typed <laughs> Al Capone into Google because I don't know what Al Capone looks like. That looks exactly very homely man, <laughs> extremely homely man. Oh, and there's a there's a movie out called uh, The Rocker, or a movie coming out called The Rocker. Right. And I guess there's a curly-haired No, I don't think you look kid. like that kid at all. Uh, people say I look like that guy. You look a lot like that guy. What does he look like, Al? Fucking he, ugly. He's ugly. He's an he's ugly guy. He's a square-faced, ugly dude. He's just real ugly. Not Rain Wilson. He was in The Rocker, and he's uh, also in the um, movie 21. Mm. Oh. About the, the card poker, playing the Kevin Spacey poker movie. Do people? How do people want you to look like a certain guy? We were I joking guess. about you being on a. We were joking about you being on a sitcom, but you're taping a new sitcom right now. You were on a sitcom last year that I saw on an airplane. And so you're working. Zach Braff. That's what I get all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's hey. Yes. That's 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 not bad. That's that, a that's a solid that's a good look for Hollywood. I'll take Hispanic Zach Braff. But I'd like to see you in and have a Zach Braffian. I don't want you to be the friend, Al. If I want you to be the the guy, the main guy, the main guy. Why aren't you the main guy? I've had opportunities are you, to be are the you main any guy. Good at acting? I am I'm decent enough that they keep putting me in these things. Right? Yeah, that's I'm what not I getting the uh, Hills parody audition. No, uh, <laughs> but it's. Uh, but know. that's just because you didn't want to. You wanted to save that. You knew you were going on another audition later with the woman from. Uh, that didn't want to touch people, and you wanted to save that impression that you had for... Oh, you're looking like this guy. Isn't that what he yeah, said? Yeah, exactly. That's oh. what he said. Is this you in the blimp? Oh, this yeah. you in the plane? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, I want to find out the name of this uh, casting director, so you really got to pull up your email, and we'll find out who this is, just for our own personal information. Because that yeah. way, you just, just for our information. I, I think I, so it's that, on there. 
I can do it. Okay, you ready to do it, Jordan? No, I don't want to broadcast it. Okay, so you're not you're not going to broadcast it, but you can find out her name and then Google it, and then we can find a real fact about it and then embellish upon it. Sure. Make up some lies without saying her name. Yeah. I think we can lie about her. Sounds fine. Sounds nice and legal. Okay, fantastic. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Given the good old handshake, you were coming in saying hi. Yeah, I thought nice yeah. to meet you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get to have this a, job. Have a connection. Yeah, people don't do that anymore. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective, smiling Al Madrigal. That's nice. This is great. We got a genuine we're, operation going with smiling Al Madrigal here. How are you guys? I'm Is good. How about you? Would you great. like to host the show from here on out, Al? Yeah, let's see. I could. I could uh, say, you could hey, you, you were had a audition. podcast. You talked about the Giants. I listened to it a few times. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good podcast. It was solid work. Really? You were doing good work. Thanks. Yeah. And this is the early days of podcasting, Jordan. You wouldn't remember this. No. Uh, this what was, was I before doing? your time. Um, what were you doing? Oh, yeah, bringing stuff to Fran Drescher. Oh, yeah. That's what you were doing. Call me. <laughs> bringing Fran Drescher stuff at home. Al, I've had a long and humiliating career. Nanny AD? Uh, PA for Living with Fran. This was her, uh, her comeback. colon cancer. Yeah, right, yeah, her big comeback. Step back into the... I'm glad that you know exactly what cancer Fran Drescher had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The best kind. <laughs> the number one cancer in America. <laughs> she preferred to call it cancer of the fanny. <laughs> no, she didn't. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> man, you are the God, man of a thousand voices, it. Al. You're killing it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, I think yeah. we've finally found a replacement for Rich Little. It's this guy right here, <laughs> Mr. Al Madrigal. Smiling. 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 Sorry. Um, you should have just done my voice saying, I'm sorry, smiling Al Madrigal. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Smiling Al Madrigal. I'm an idiot. Say I don't say think I, like I was talking, garbage. but I hurt myself talking. <laughs> <laughs> Tell, say I like to eat garbage as Jesse. Do no, you should not say that because Jordan, Jordan hacked into my Twitter account and wrote, hey, I'm big dumb Jesse. I like to eat garbage. Man, that was really funny. <laughs> wow. That was rough. I've never been more humiliated in my life, Al. <laughs> How long did it stay up there? This is crazy. I can't <sighs> believe you did that. Yet you won't out the... Uh, you know, here's the here's the thing, Al. Casting director. Uh, th- more, th- oh, more than a thousand people follow my twits on Twitter. And uh, Jordan's only got a few hundred. So he was really trying to extend his reach out to a... Yeah, uh, to uh, a new fan base. He was trying to use the platform of a more popular entertainer. On Twitter. To be clear. Yeah. Do more popular entertainer on Twitter. I've never tweeted. Never tweeted? Well, now's the time to start, Al. All right, I won't. I'm not going to out the casting director. No, for because fear that would of Hollywood be... exile. But I will say this about the people of Toyota up... of Hollywood. You don't want to end up... I, Where I took my Scion to have its brake service. Okay, let's hear it. Prompt. Very prompt, polite, and they sent a, they gave me a follow-up call to make sure it was running okay. That's fantastic. Toyota of Hollywood. Toyota of Hollywood. Excellent service for your Scion or other Toyota vehicle. <laughs> so there you go. I That's hope fantastic. you don't think I'm a pansy anymore, Al. 
No, yeah. I don't. And what's he's not afraid to step up when it take when it requires what, it. What uh, Toyota dealership is? That's the one on Sunset. It right? is. Yeah, that's a nice one. That's a nice. This one. is a really good Toyota dealership, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. Yep. You are they have correct. a lot of uh, their salespeople aren't very great. I've walked onto that floor. I was going to look at a uh, Toyota Tacoma. Mm. I was thinking about getting a pickup truck. I was at one because you work in the trades. <laughs> That's right. And oh uh, no, you read the trades. <laughs> Excuse me. The sitcom work is low. I like to uh, pick up Craigslist service jobs. Right. And, exactly. Uh, do you, some light hauling. Yeah. <laughs> hauling away from work sites, for example. Sure. Uh, Al, I wanted to ask you: Are you okay? So you're working on a on a sitcom right now. It could be Correct. called. You could call it a. You could be called a multicam. What's sitcom, the sick, right? What's the name of the show so that people can look out for it in the fall? Gary Unmarried. Gary Unmarried. It's got Jay Moore, Paula Marshall, Paula Jamie Marshall. King, Ed Bagley Jr. Ed what's, Bagley Jr. <laughs> wow, nice. really? Yes. What's Jamie King from? I feel like I recognize Jamie King is a but. very very attractive supermodel actress, and she was in Sin City. Oh, okay. She is in the new Spirit movie coming out. Do you out. get uncomfortable uh, around her? Now her no, she's married. And so are you? She is the exactly, and so there's, there's nothing's going to happen. She's um, no. You guys could have a treatise. <laughs> she is a one of the coolest. A tryst. What am I? What's a treatise? A treatise would be like uh, an agreement between two parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. you could have one of those. <laughs> a treatise is a is an is like an entreaty. Sure, it's like something you write. It's like a thing that you wrote. What's fucking? Uh, that's is that treatise? Coitus? Coitus. Coitus. Continue. That's what you're talking about. Um, she, her husband is this guy, Kyle, who wrote and directed the movie Fanboys. Uh-huh. That's coming out. Yeah, right. it's kind of had a maybe a kind of a famously problematic editing process, right? Correct. Yes, uh, I think. Um, Who's the? It's uh, Darth Weinstein. Uh, they were calling uh, Harvey Weinstein Darth right. Weinstein. He got mm-hmm. off the um, uh, plane in China. And they somehow these guys who were trying to save the original cut of Fanboy sent out a um, Save Our Movie Darth Weinstein T-shirt to this entertainment ambassador in China hmm. and told him and said, you know, hey, you know, welcome to China, Harvey Weinstein wow. or something like that. And he wore it. And immediately when he's getting off the plane, this ambassador of entertainment in China is wearing this, you know, Stop Darth Weinstein T-shirt. And... Um, let them have their cut back, and now they're still fighting with it. But I think they've got a release date uh, at the point. But um, yeah, wow. so okay, Jamie so. King, very hot chick, and really cool. Talked to my son about Lego Star Wars, mm-hmm. and um, kids love Lego Star Wars. I love Lego Star Wars. <laughs> I played it today on the Wii. It was wonderful. <laughs> and so that's um, smiling Al for you. Yeah. Are you great. excited about Lego Batman now? I can't wait. What is that? September? Very soon. Very soon. Do they just get to make a Lego version of every blockbuster film now? Lego Star Wars was huge. Unexpectedly huge. One of the Uh, biggest games the year it was released. There's Lego Indiana Indiana Jones, right? I'm playing that quite a bit. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Is there real whipping action? Yes. I auditioned for uh, the new Lego action adventure movie that's coming out. Yes. What is it? Anima- what's, what's Is it animated? Or well, you know, the animation from the Lego Star Wars. No, it's Lego real Legos. Jones. Yeah, it's oh. real Legos. It's guys, actually. It's like the it's YouTube living Legos. Legos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Stop motion Legos. It's, it's going to take 80 no, years to make. No, it's animated. Those, uh, the in-betweens that they do on Lego Star Wars are so mm-hmm. funny and great, and sort of with Lego Indiana Jones. 
you know, they have Indy pull out uh, C-3PO's head at one point to switch it uh, try to the, switch yeah. it. Yeah, I forget the guy's name. Uh, but uh, it's so it's very funny, and I just they're gonna do that, and so I can't get enough of Lego stuff. And Jamie King was talking to my son about that, and talking to my son about Batman, and just knows Aaron, so she's the coolest chick of all time. Yeah. And, um, so you're friends with a hot chick, is what you're trying to say. Friends with a very hot chick. And, her, and she wait, and her and she's married to a guy who wrote a a Star Wars based buddy movie. That seems unusual. You think she would be married to? Mark Spitz, <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I would think who's <laughs> Mark Spitz again? Most women in Hollywood are married to Mark Spitz, right? <laughs> yeah. The man won seven gold <laughs> medals in one Olympics. That's true. What Olympics was that? Is it 1982? I say the 1978. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm there. making the point that you don't they think you don't hot think guys. like sci-fi comedy screenwriter and uh, sex pot. Yeah, you want it's more like a mustache swimmer, a swimmer yeah, with a really handsome mustache. Fat, <laughs> mustache swimmer. But she's uh, <laughs> really cool in this guy. Can I ask you real quick? Do you do a Mark Spitz at all? Hey, I just won the gold medals, huh? <laughs> Yay! Oh, it's like being there. Yeah, wow! Hey, you. Wow! Michael oh. Phelps, you, you have just ignited my <laughs> Olympic fever again. A new. Michael Phelps, he beat him my record. <laughs> yes! Yes, indeed! Maybe I was indeed. thinking of Mike, Michael Phelps when I said Mark Spitz. <laughs> yeah, I think you yeah. were. Maybe you were thinking of that. Maybe He's you were thinking of former Mariners slugger ken phelps another possibility could be could be it's possible it's possible anyway so yeah they normally date these brad kit uh brad pitt uh or brad kit (laughs) you know brad kit right brad pitt's kitten (laughs) he calls it brad kit (laughs) the twins have a good laugh that would be the best if he if brad pitt had a kitten named brad kit that would be the best thing since i found out that george George clooney slept slept with a pig in his bed, not not intercourse with a pig. Al. Sure, I don't want you to think that George Clooney's uh, pig funking. Uh, wait, I, I think I was before we started talking about <laughs> Brad Pitt's cat. Uh, uh, so you've had Call this it job. by this name. A, it's called a, Brad Kitt. This is a you know kind of a, a, a traditional live in front of a studio audience Correct. type show. Uh, uh, have you? So you've had other television jobs that aren't this. You've had some non multicam. I've had uh, just recently the single camera show, and now it's a lot more work. So you yeah, had to sit around a lot of more, wa- a lot more waiting. A With lot some of- Hollywood stars like Raquel Welch and Raquel Welch Jeffrey and- Tambor. Sure. Now that show was doomed, unfortunately, because we had no writers, and it came out during the writers' strike. Yeah, so, I can't imagine. You just shot that. You just had to shoot the script you had. Exactly. Nobody so, around to say, "Oh, that didn't turn out to be funny." Yeah, we just sighed and went on. Yeah, did you and it. Jeffrey Tambor talk about being from San Francisco? Because you're 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 television's top two San Franciscans in my book. I had no idea, and they got on there and started talking about uh, Westlake Joe's. Yeah, and he grew up out near San Francisco. Graduate State. of San Francisco State University. Correct. Yeah, so we uh, talked a lot about that. That's great. It's, it's, a, it's a little. That's a little Easter egg 
for the San Franciscans listening to this podcast, hmm, a lot Jordan. of people didn't know. A lot and, of people uh, didn't for know the that San Francisco region-only DVD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can play it up to which, past the Monterey Bay. Are you guys going to have uh, an entire impression series that hopefully I could probably make it on to? Do you yeah, think? on the DVD. We are yeah. now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's do it. Um, Willie Brown. Hey, people. Okay, that's, that's good. Okay, what about this one? <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit. What about this one? The guy, not around. enough to turn off the guy the podcast, who wears the though, cape no. and plays the banjo at 49ers and A's games. Oh, that guy, the big crazy banjo guy. Yeah. And you know why we don't like that guy? We boot him out of our section every single time he really? came to us because he went to the A's games. Oh. And he also went to the Giants game. And so anybody who's a true San Francisco sports fan, Did you he root ever... against the A's and you root against the Raiders. And if you don't, and so that guy would come into our section, and we sit in <laughs> section 62 above the Jumbotron there. And I'm probably going to go to the opening game of the San Francisco 49ers season. We boo, and we throw stuff at him. Just and throw say, shit at him. This is a hell. guy, Jordan, just so you know, this is a man, he wears a, he's a, he's a heavy-set, middle-aged man. He wears a, a tie-dyed shirt, a cape. A uh, hat with a propeller on it. All of these in the team colors. I want to be clear. And then he walks Whichever around. Whichever team he happens to be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he has multiple hats. He's and a capes. fair. He, what he is ultimately is a fair weather banjoist. Mm. Yes, he is. could be accused of TV being a banjo whore that just goes out. He's a banjo whore. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Absolutely. That's the worst kind. Now the best guy. So that was used he to go ever around all these sports games? Was a guy named Redman. Red man, uh, yes, and we wanted we fast we were we wanted to get my little brother Dante and dress him up as Golden Boy and oh, send him around. Is that, that a possible sidekick for yes, Red Man? Exactly. There was a man when I was growing up in uh, the San Francisco's handsome and historic Mission District who would walk around wearing red stage makeup. Pissing. Uh, a, a, what? What's that? Pissing. Pissing? Is that his yeah, name? No, no, he would just be pissing. Oh. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he's got bright, like serious red stage makeup. He carried a cane, like the kind with the gold knob at the top. And uh, he had like Groucho Marx eyebrows, like black grease paint eyebrows. And he just walked around like that all the time with no explanation he kind of was skinny, looked like maybe he was a, a 55-year-old but had once been a dancer, uh, but also a drunk now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that terrified me as a child. <laughs> really? Fascinated and terrified. There's also a great a homeless guy out uh, in Union Street that would walk up and down uh, with running shoes, just walk Union Street with streamers in his hair. And the story growing up was his father, he comes from a very wealthy family, and they own Union Street, all of the business, commercial businesses. And uh, yeah, I'm not I'm sure, sure how we got sidetracked. Absolutely. Well, I want to talk for a second about Thoth, as long as we're on this. Are you familiar with Thoth no. now? Thoth is a guy who used to play, uh, he plays the violin wearing a loincloth, a short loincloth, no uh, upper body. He's uh, uh, a light-skinned black guy, uh, uh, a really muscly, short, and uh, kind of handsome in a weird way, but not that handsome. Just a little handsome and ripped, just ripped. Handsome and, for a guy that's doing what he's doing. Yeah, it's he's yeah exactly. He's sort of he sort of uh, looked like uh, like a slightly shorter, shirtless, uh, loincloth wearing, violin playing, super ripped Barack Obama. 
in the sense that he's handsome for, you know. What, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he would play the violin and sing these weird kind of Chinese opera-sounding songs. He had those nuts, those nut ankle bracelets, you know, like a uh, like an Aztec dancer would wear. Sure. You know what I'm talking about. You I've know, been what to I'm, a few Aztec dances. I know exactly. You what know what's going on. About. So he's he's wearing those. He's doing this dance, and like uh, the dogs are wearing in the Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Are they wearing commercial. those? Apocalypto. <laughs> Against people of color and other savages. Um, so is that what Apocalypto was? And I did not know this man's name with, was or the to play these weird songs until when I was like, uh, I want to say 19, 18, Your 19. Mother started dating him. My mother starts, <laughs> well, not dating, just fucking him. In front of Jesse exclusively. Yeah, just right like, in Mom, front of you, me. Have you been fucking him for long? No, this is the first in time. In the front, in the you... back, the whole nine yards. It was horrifying, <laughs> now. clack, clack. Yeah, <laughs> that haunts my dreams even today. Somebody made a documentary about Thoth, Won an Oscar uh, uh, for this documentary about Thoth. And now Will Smith. I'm watching the Oscars, and Thoth comes on to the Oscars up on the stage. I'm like, holy shit, there's that nightmare man that haunted me (laughs) at the 16th and Mission BART station as a child. For some reason, they've allowed him onto the stage. He's still shirtless. He's still got the nut anklets. Terrifying. Yeah, apparently he sings in a made-up language or something. I don't know what's going on with Thoth, but I'm glad that you brought him up, Al. Jesse, you're thinking of Sigur Rós. Oh, shit! You're right. That whole time I was thinking of Sigur Rós. Uh, we were talking. Crazy we, we were trying guys. to get to a question for Al about his I was just going to ask him about the, the lifestyle shooting the multicam sitcom v other show business projects. This is the fifth banana on a multi-camera sitcom is probably the best job in the entire world. It's incredible. It's a dream. It really is, uh, and uh, we have. Are you the fifth banana, really? Or are you just being modest? No, I'm seriously fifth on the call sheet. You're like a. You're like a. That's your where you are on the call sheet. You have a similar role to the role that uh, that uh, uh, I was going to say plummeted. What's the opposite of plummeted? That skyrocketed, skyrocketed Patton. Patton Oswalt very to similar. minor celebrity in his long-running sitcom role on uh, The King of Queens. Well, it's just the wealth and security to go out and really comfortably spend some time writing stand-up. You know, and stand-up at this point right now, I'm just forced to go out and you know headline as much as possible, and the money's not great, but. Now, if I'm able to do this show for an extended period of time, I'm able to write and stay in my dressing room and actually be productive, create new material, go out and do it locally here, and hopefully get on that patent sort of run. But I feel like King of Queens helped patent, afforded patent yeah, the time. Yeah, it, it gave him the opportunity to really explore patent Oswalting. He was on the show. He was great before then. Yeah, um, of course. But uh, on the show, he's able to stay in town, hone his craft, and and plus he gets to you know he goes from he goes from uh, playing a small room to playing a big room, and he gets to both develop this fan base of diehard Patton Oswalt fans and learn how to make laugh these people who came because they like the King of Queens or whatever. Sure. Like it's a really great double. Job that you get to have. No, it's wonderful. And who there was the um, his other friend. He Kevin James had two friends on the show. He was yeah. a tall guy that worked with him on the UPS. Yeah, it's amazing because you get to just walk in, 
You say your couple lines, you're hanging out, you're sitting on the couch, and then you walk away. There's food waiting for you all the time. You have the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, I've I've worked on a few of those, um, a few of those uh, multicam sitcoms. Not as a performer, but as a P- and yes, the food is like fired at you basically. Like it's, the food may as well be thrown at you. And I'm really gonna watch it because I'm trying to keep my weight down. I want I don't want to get uh, the fat face. You don't want to get a fat face. No. I've got, I, me and Jordan have the fat face. It's, it's, I got the Seth Rogen face. Yeah. The, uh, I've got the late period boy George hey, face. Is that guy I've got trying the, to dress up like Seth Rogen? The <laughs> hey! Comic Con guy. Comic Con guy. Comic-Con guy? I, I knew it. Was yeah. that the guy yeah. at Comic Con? That was like the a, guy at Comic Con. No, I did it. I knew it. I fucking That's great. Oh, shit. You know what? Oh, let's end this segment now because that was too good. To close on that. We'll be back in just a second on George Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Smiling Al Madrigal. Al Madrigal, you've been married a long time now. Seven years. Seven solid years. You have two sure. beautiful children. Two I presume six. they're beautiful. I don't know if they're beautiful or not. Gorgeous. If you're any yeah. indication... Uh, yeah, I mean, Al Madrigal no is no longer sitting on the orange couch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's called the gay couch. Did you know that? Did you know that it's called the gay couch? No, oh, Al has a picture Al's of his kid on the phone. showing a picture of his kid. Can you show that to the microphone Com- for us, Jordan? Sure. <laughs> Confirmation, beautiful children. Wow. They're some nice looking kids. They look happy, too. They are. That's it. They're lying in a hammock in our backyard. That's Man, that's the life. Jordan, did, uh, I got married this week. Well, yeah, this, that go. I remember week, that. A week ago. Did you have a good time? Is that you, where you were there, right? Yeah, it's oh, that's that day I got drunk. <laughs> yeah, where'd you do that? <laughs> where did I get married? Yeah, in San Francisco. Where, where uh, I, uh, we had the ceremony at uh, St. John's Episcopal Church, which is uh, right near where I grew up, right near 16th and Mission. Played and basketball against those guys all the time. Wow, yeah, there right. you go. And uh, I, uh, I, we had the, um, uh, we had the reception at Fort Mason. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, nice view of the bridge in there and. Had, but a, that little, had a taco uh, truck. We had El, El, El Tonayense there. Uh, made some tacos. Those are delicious, by the way. Yeah, those are good tacos, Very right? Good. Very oh, good. Oh, man. And they, yeah, I go trying to figure out how to eat a taco in Los Angeles. I haven't figured it out. Have you ever successfully... Oh, uh, you know about? yeah, yeah. Because uh, sometimes I to, go and I feel like I just get like a pile of lettuce or something. I don't know what's going on. Have you on. been to Tacos Mexico 2? No. We tacos should go to Mexico Tacos two? Mexico 2 sometime. Okay, I'm it's on It's filthy board. inside. No, because of, I got it down. It's, okay, uh, have you got a system? Yeah, no, you got to go to Yucca. On Yucca Hillhurst is okay. the place to go, and that's she. Oh, I've, those, oh, those I've been there, tacos. but I haven't it's, eaten tacos there yet. It's really the only place okay. I found, and you're right that nothing does compare to a San Francisco burrito or taco. Yeah, we should not talk about that because it'll only upset Jordan. Well, I'm just saying. Um, I my point is this: is that it seems that people who grow up in a heavy a Latino heavy neighborhood have their have their own burrito idea their burrito. of what mm-hmm. their thing and is. then and, and then often there's often fights where no one convinces anyone of anything sure and it, but it's true that Mexican food in L A is shit yeah you know Al's half Mexican he can say that that's right sure sure well I I'm from I I got Mexican food in San Juan Capistrano in Orange County. So that's, yeah. you know. Well, fair enough. That's <laughs> fair enough. Right. Anyway, so, so, you so okay. can't talk about your wedding. I got, so no, I got. <laughs> yeah, because there's only tacos. I got married at, at Fort Mason. We had a great time at the bachelor party, by the way, Jordan. Where'd you guys go? For that, sir, I Tijuana. thank you. Uh, we went to, yeah, we went from, T, we went Vegas, Tijuana, uh, Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Yes. 
Um, center of hell. <laughs> yeah, then we went to the center of hell. We skipped the outer rings because we hear they can be kind of a drag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're expensive and it was a for week, what you it's get. It's a weeknight, too. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. We had a great time. Uh, surprise, I don't, you know, there's no need to get into it, but it's... Sure, no need to get into I the think, details. The really uh, interesting... Speaking of uh, bachelor party in hell, right. what would it be like? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, Comedian Al Madrigal, folks. What, 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 Let's hear what the devil might say. At a strip club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, yeah. What might he say, Al? In hell. Okay, here he is. Give it up for Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. That's another. Yes, yes. yes. Ow, 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 ow. Comes on. After hearing that Frank Caliendo makes $500,000 a weekend, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I should. Uh, Ooh, you, should get, you should do some direct TV commercials. Yeah. yeah, that's where the money's at. So, but Jordan, I just to, to summarize uh, the bachelor party sure. experience. No need to get into the interesting, no into the, funny the details. things want to hear about. Sure. But I want to make it clear that I did a I'll Really, do that on this other podcast that I do, I did a really solid job of being debaucherous, right? Man, yeah, I yeah. Came through, right? Uh, you're, you're, I made it a priority. Your Al, belly, your belly was on the bar, my friend, and for that, I applaud you. I just, you know, at the end of the day, Al, it's your bachelor party. It's your only one, you know. And we I'm a, not a debaucherous guy. And not only did we play softball, but speaking of the interesting things that happened, Mr. Jesse Thorne hit for the cycle. Wow. Single, double, triple, home raspberry. run. It's probably oh, not sweet there, raz. But. So there was nice bachelor raz. party softball? There was bachelor party softball, and then there was later there was bachelor party debauchery. Crazy. We also ate ourselves sick at dinner. We did. Absolutely sick. But with the marriage, did you, uh, I saw you talking to the woman from uh, El Tiempo de Nuevo York. Sure. Uh, did you, what did you tell her about us? Something nice, I hope. I forget. Okay. Because she also talked to the Casper Hauser guys. I'm really concerned about the picture that the, you and the Casper Hauser guys are going to paint to the gray lady, the New York Times. The uh, newspaper of record. The newspaper of record about my relationship with Teresa. Because the reporter from the New York Times keeps calling our parents and trying to find stories about how outrageous I am and how he's to upset everyone else. <laughs> That's the stories that she's looking for. It's oh, I said you were gay and Teresa smelled. Right, but I'm talking about outrageous stuff like lies or falsehoods. Yeah, that's basically all I said. Okay, good. You probably really do have to worry about. And then the, the rest, the rest of the guys. time, I just tried to grab. Yeah, I know jugs. the Casper Hauser guys are what? Lo- they probably are the problem. Jordan yeah. seems polite and contained. And John Richmond from Casper Hauser, that guy's always up to something. Mm-hmm. Got those shifty eyes. Mm-hmm. Got those shifty eyes. So it went great. So married life so far. How many days in are you? I'm in what uh, uh, about d- d- nine days in. And how many times have you said, fuck this, I can't take it anymore? I thought you were going to ask me how many times we've intercoursed. The answer is many. How many times have you said, I'm fucking? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look at me. Oh uh, no! I'm I, well. You know, my life hasn't changed that much, except no, that I got an email today from Teresa Thorne, and that threw me for a loop. I thought, who the who is this person? Yeah. I really thought that. I'm like, cousin. is this a cousin? Yeah. And because uh, my cousin is Kristen Thorne, I thought, is Kristen Thorne? No. And then I was, oh shit, that's my wife. Oh fuck, I'm married. Better get pick up some milk. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Better take out that garbage. Who boy? Who boy? Yowza. Ooh. Has she changed? Has she gotten... Uh, see, you're still in this uh, great honeymoon phase, and then... Yeah, is this, is this all going to go downhill from here? Is that what you're saying, Al? I'm saying, like, just a... Uh, Should I a, try and milk it? A third shittier. 
One third shittier. One third shittier than she is now. She's okay. going to be fine. You love her. Can't get enough of her. You married her. Is this a change? How long were shittier. you with you before you married your wife? How long were you with your wife? Two years. Two years. See, now, I have been with Teresa just about ten years. That's a real problem. Is it? <laughs> That's a situation. <laughs> That's going to be an issue. Do you have any idea who I should call? What I should do? Actions I should I take? Fucked. I wonder what Batman would say yeah. about that relationship. I don't know what that meant. Jordan. I was prompting Al for another. <laughs> no, oh, saying, yeah. I got you. Was I actually <laughs> auditioned for Batman, and uh, really, I did audition. They had me were, do. If, when you say you auditioned for Batman, you auditioned for the role, the one that eventually went to Christian Bale. No, for the I, movie I auditioned Psycho. for the video game and sound alikes oh. for a Batman coming out, and I did, and I will not were do you, because yeah, I had you were a really supposed to sound like it. Morgan Freeman. No, I did the Joker. Okay. And did you have to be I the uh, Heath got, Ledger Joker? I got, think I got pretty close, mm-hmm. and it was radio. I'd just seen the movie. And then I also did a couple of uh, characters that I made up that uh-huh. were guards at the <laughs> asylum. That could have just been... Iras- what is it? Uh, Arkham Asylum? Arkham Asylum, yeah. So you just you said... Uh, I'm, thanks for these pages. I appreciate it. <laughs> but something amazing happened to me on the way to this... <laughs> Office park. Hey, you look like you on the cover. <laughs> you That's was Batman. You was Batman. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, That's the guards. What, That's, exactly. That's what the guards at Arkham That's sound That's exactly like. what they would sound like if hey. they sounded like something. If they were, uh, if you, you know, it was amazing. Just to summarize, amazing. But what I do do, I, I watch a lot of Batman. What do I have to be worried about, Al? Let's talk about weddings for a second. We're not talking about you watching Batman on the Cartoon Network or what have you. We're talking about marriage, weddings. You're a married man. I'm a married man. We've, we're on the same wavelength marriage-wise. I would just wise. enjoy my, my advice to a young married couple, uh-huh. the Thorns, is to stay married for a while and save up a lot of money. Right. Save as much money as you possibly can and just enjoy and being can, married and travel. And we can split it later. Things. Yeah, just split it and get the fuck out of here. Man. Yeah. Look mm. at this. Absolutely. This is horrible. Where are you headed, Jordan? I'm headed to Taos, New Mexico. <laughs> I heard it's fantastic. This thing is beautiful. It's beautiful there. That's right. Everything is made of turquoise. <laughs> turquoise and adobe, which is a kind of brick. I'm headed to... Copenhagen? San Diego. Can I suggest Copenhagen? Uh, San Diego. Oh, they have an excellent wild animal park. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go to Carmel. Carmel. And just chill out. How about this? Open up an antique store. Maybe you should play, <laughs> play a few rounds of golf. The old put it in the hole. Maybe you can send me some turquoise and I'll sell it and I'll mark that shit up. And You'll we'll mark be it rich. up. rich. And you send me a golf, a, a coastal Stuff. golf course. <laughs> That's right. And I'll mark it up. We'll both get rich. While Jordan is talking to some fucking panda bear at the <laughs> wild animal park, that faggot. And also drinking out of a cup that's shaped like the panda. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something. <laughs> okay. Point taken. So we'll all be pretty happy. Lemon slush. Yeah, that's fine. the moral sure. of the story. We'll all be pretty happy. No, Lemon I think you're great. Just a great age. We made the mistake of having uh, the kids uh, right away. Right away? Yeah. You should wait a little bit. Wait a little bit. 
Okay. What what was the, what was the mistake in having the kids right away? Well, it's just uh, immediately you you don't you know and and Paul Tompkins just jokes about this how it changes everything. But I mean, just it's not. It's like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. My entire life is I clean, we cook, and uh, we clean and we cook, and they sleep, and you take it just nonstop. Just this flow of work that it completely changes everything. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're fantastic. But you uh, you can live in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be like one of these horrible Mexican families. No, I don't. They're short and fat. Yes. And this real graffiti and baby. Fat. All right. <laughs> real graffiti baby. The world's most dangerous gang, MS-13. Yes. Is that uh, the world's most dangerous gang? Uh, according to a television documentary, yes. Mm. The world's Damn. most dangerous gang. Not a Mexican gang, though. A Central American gang yeah. with outposts in Mexico, the United States, and across the world, thus making it the world's most dangerous gang. They control all the prisons. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And the and the drugs traveling between Central America and, and the I'm United worried States. about wearing my blue hat as I walk down the block. You'll probably be murdered. I can't promise you that, Al, if that's what you were hoping for, but you'll probably be murdered. I thought you were is that a, I see it's blue and I see yellow. You're wearing it backwards, so all I can see is the MLB logo. Guessing by the fact that the hat is blue and I, there's a bit of yellow, you're probably wearing a Milwaukee Brewers hat. Hey, you like the Brewers, bro? You're yeah. gonna die. There you go. <laughs> that's the that's that's a really angry cholo outside my house yeah. about to shoot Al Madrigal. We're the MS13s, bro. You ever heard of us? You from Milwaukee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're gonna die. But that's actually not is, that bad. You know what? <laughs> that's, uh, the, that's the impression that that was a pretty good impression. That was a really good impression, Al, of like. Uh, of like a cholo in a movie in 1985. Yeah, and uh, what is it? The um, he's got like press. He's got Julio. pressed khakis, a hairnet, and a Pendleton shirt with only the top button buttoned. Have we? Uh, You're just a substitute principal. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna listen to you, bro. Oh, that's my favorite movie ever about taking the math AP test. <laughs> Is that Stand and Deliver? Is that something from Stand and Deliver? I don't know. I thought it was from The Substitute. Oh, uh, yeah, Or The sure. Substitute 2. Hey, guys, you know, as Hollywood long as you're... hung on to those 1985 Cholos the, for a long principle. time. They really had a good hold on I that. I can't wait to see me some Hamlet 2. No. I'm I'm excited excited. Uh, none on the show. You, I'm you a huge. Me. I'm a huge Steve Coogan fan. Yes. I think he's just. A, I think he's the bee's knees. Absolutely wonderful. Was very excited. He My was favorite in a coked film. up actor. Of yeah, all time. undoubtedly brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant guy. Uh, the movie is almost unwatchably boring and shitty. It is like the least funny version of Waiting for Guffman. It's like Waiting for Guffman if nothing funny happened in Waiting How for Guffman. How did you get an opportunity to see this movie? Uh, I saw it as press screening a couple months ago. It was a while ago that I saw it. And hey, you I know was what I, gonna, saw, I, was, you know I saw a press screening of that was great? What's that? Death Race. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, man, Death Race was so good. <laughs> I'm surprised that you, of all people, would like Death Race, Jordan. Great performance from Miss Joan Allen. Oh, good. A classy lady in a not-so-classy movie. Gotcha. And Statham, as always, delivers. You know, that guy, 
people love those movies, uh, the Statham movies. When you say people, sure. you're talking about Jordan. Well, you see yourself some uh, Transporter 2? No, you know, actually, I've not seen either of the Transporter movies. Well, Transporter 2 maybe has the hokiest scene or special effect of all time where he's fighting a guy in a airplane mm-hmm. as it crashes into the ocean. <laughs> And you and actually happens? get to see the model plane, and uh, and it looks exactly like a model. It's worth watching Transporter 2, and it's it's really a glorified Audi A8 commercial. <laughs> but I saw the Transporter 2 in the theater uh, in South Lake Tahoe working at the improv. You can always Harvey's. rely on a touring stand-up comedian to have seen every horrible movie yeah, because yeah, they true. were bored during the day. Guys in wolf t-shirts next to me. You could have you could have just rented a sea do. Sure. <laughs> you should have just taken a sea do out on the lake. It costs the same. Yeah, it costs about the same. Get yourself a sea do. Sea do and a thirsty two ouncer. Yeah, going exactly. out there in a wolf sweatshirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A mystical wolf. Yeah. Maybe some uh, barbecue sunflower seeds. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Okay, well, um, we'll, we'll be back in just a second. Uh, is that okay, Bank Jordan? Job. Bank Job's a good Statham movie. Okay, Bank Job. i got to watch Bank Job. I'm totally going to watch great. Bank Job. This I'm is looking a forward much to Bank better job. segment. Oh, can I talk about? Can I just talk about most ridiculous cholo stereotype? Yes, absolutely. Uh, this is the movie SWAT. Does you guys I saw the movie SWAT. SWAT. It has the, SWAT has the guy from uh, Sports Night in it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it has uh, Josh from Sports Night. Sure, Josh from Sports. Josh and you Cook. give Dan, yeah. Dan from Sports Night. Is Dan? Yeah. No, not Dan's not in it. Dan or Josh Casey. was Dan in. or Casey? Jimmy Dan, Fox. Dan, yeah, Dan. Uh, no, he's the gosh, he's the he's the non black guy is non Cool J. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, I'm thinking of Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, uh, it's Dan. The, the kind of the, the third act of the movie SWAT is um, this rich drug lord gets captured, and as they're taking him away, he yells to all the TV cameras, uh, you know, $100 million to anybody who busts me out of jail. And then the thing is that it goes around to all the gangs in the city, and it uh, and it shows them all jumping into action to get this guy out of out of. <laughs> Yes, sure. Yeah, it shows them precisely. all loading up to get this guy out of jail, and it goes to the Cholo gang, and of course everybody is in kind of ankle length khaki shorts and hair nets, uh, butterfly knives. And first of all, they're all sitting around. They're all sitting around watching the local news. Right. They're all in their flop house, sitting around at, watching like the news at four, right? Where this is all going on. The weather girl is gonna come on that I like, bro. <laughs> hey, the weather girl. Yeah, exactly. I, hear, I hear a local huh? local cat got loose in the craft fair, <laughs> and then uh, essay, and, essay, and then when uh, when me the forty, and then when the guys, uh, and then when the guy's motorcade comes along, uh, the cholo just grabs a rocket launcher from behind the couch, <laughs> goes to his window, and shoots at the thing like he just had a rocket launcher. Plus they were watching the, the local. <laughs> they were watching the local news, and they have a rocket <laughs> yeah. launcher. Hey, the weather girl is going to be on. <laughs> but first, pass me the rocket launcher. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, we could okay, do a good, whole good, good. Okay. Why don't we list the guys from the neighborhood? Right. And make our own Cholo action movie. That's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. When Wait. you say the guys from the neighborhood, you're talking about the little 
chubby five-year-olds, right? <laughs> talking about you're the, talking about the little kid who, who directly across from here consistently <laughs> comes up to the window, which has a bed against it, is completely nude and just jumps up and down on the bed and waves his arm. Look <laughs> at my wiener! Look <laughs> at my wiener! You know what they have a lot of in Silver Lake? What's that? Shirtless Vato eating gelato. Let's <laughs> <laughs> write the song. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm we gonna gotta... call Weird Al. Hold on. <laughs> Jordan, while you do that, we're going to take a quick break right here on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Smiling all magical. Nice. Is that our new thing? Yeah, sucking in. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Can uh, I ask you guys a question? I once read in Ann Landers. I was hanging out reading Ann Landers. Al is trying to uh, pick up on the lady who's hanging her laundry on the <laughs> fire escape outside the window. Um, hey, we're doing a podcast in here. Just so people know, we're on a podcast. We sort of we sort of You'd record this show in a in a rooftop scene in uh, West Side Story. That's <laughs> true. Um, I was reading Ann Landers. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a letter to Ann Landers that was really upset about, I don't know if you remember, I think it was Converse came out with a helium-filled basketball shoe. It was like a Nike Air, but it had helium instead of uh, whatever they have, a Nike Air, Air, I guess. And uh, the commercial for it was a famous basketball player, I don't remember who, uh, you know, Dikembe Mutombo. Spud Webb. Spud Webb, and he sucks a little helium out and then says something about the shoe or something like that. The woman in Ann Landers was incensed. It turns out helium is a gateway huff. Mm, really? Do you think that we're encouraging young people to huff with our new thing? Is the question that just as Dikembe Matambo just once encouraged, and Spud Webb, the great Spud Webb, once encouraged people to, uh, uh, to huff through the use of the gateway huff of helium. Oh, I, huffing's been part of my platform since day one. You're pro huff. Yeah. Airplane glue or what? I mean, whatever's in the tool shed. Gotcha. I, I mean, huffers can't it. be. It was one of my first, uh, first and favorite uh, cops episodes that I ever saw. I was a guy locked in the shed huffing paint, <laughs> and um, I just recently worked at a comedy club where the sound guy was a paint huffer. And it was fantastic, and you could tell he was just a mess. <laughs> He's a sound guy at a comedy club. He's got to be kind of on top of his shit. That's a great job. I know. How do you get that gig? That the, the sound guy at the comedy club, he just turns the microphone on. Yeah, is he trying to ruin everything? No, he had a very a series of very complicated announcements. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, let's... So, let's here we are. Okay. Here on Jordan Jesse Go, from time to time... Uh, we like to encourage our listeners, this is for your benefit, Al, and for, for any new listeners out there, to call in when something momentous happens in their lives. Uh, the the birth of a child, although we've already done birth of a child, don't call in if it's the birth of a child. Don't care. Unless it has um, two heads or something, then the, call. The, call if your kid's a freak. The classic, uh, the classic one is uh, a young woman who called us from the porch that she'd been locked on by roof. the children. The roof she'd been locked on by the children she was babysitting. That's a perfect momentous occasion. When you want to call. Uh, We've got some good momentous occasions this week. Jordan, you might remember uh, last time we were both together on the show, we had a fair discussion of a little band called Earth, Wind, and Fire. Maybe you've heard (laughs) of them, Al. Yeah. Hey, Flamiel. Hey, Flamazel. 
This is Christian from Chicago. Uh, Jeff, if you think Earth, Wind, and Fire at a state fair is impressive, I'll do you one better. Uh, I just graduated this May from Columbia College in Chicago, and Earth, Wind, and Fire not only gave the commencement speech, which was great, but brought the house down in a string rendition wearing caps and gowns of Shining Star. And it was pretty fucking great. But uh, love the show, guys. Keep it up. Bye. Do you think they gave the commencement speech in uh, Greek chorus style, where they all were mic'd and spoke at the same time, do you think they let frontman Maurice White take the reins while they filled in in the background, or do you think they took turns being a very democratic and pro-people band? Jordan. Uh, graduation. Al. Graduation? Yeah, I just said something. He from just the story. said a word from his story. <laughs> I really wasn't sure what Jesse was talking about. No, I think Maurice did handled everything. He's, you think Maurice yeah. did the whole thing? Do you have this including playing the horns? Is that what you're suggesting? He po- he played Shining Star by himself, like Dick Van Dyke of and Mary Poppins. That was the uh, that was the opportunity for the band to chime in at that point. But I don't think half of those guys can speak well enough to just jump in on a commencement <laughs> address. <laughs> based I, on based on what? Oh, the fact that uh, the drugs that Earth, Wind, and Fire. Do you think? Maurice didn't do those drugs. Is that what you're saying? You think Maurice was pulling the strings of Earth, Wind, and Fire by distributing the drugs while himself always remembering never to get high on his own supply. I'm just saying, I think that he must have, he's the most competent member of Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know what drug he might want to investigate is Rogaine with Minoxidil because he's a bald man. He's balding. He's got a big... He's got a he's got an afro, but he's bald. Married sure. life has made you bitter. You're not pulling any punches today. Well, let's go to the tape and find out. Okay, <laughs> here's the tape. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Nate in Tucson, and I have a very arbitrary, momentous occasion. I am ten thousand days old today. Shut nice up, one. Nate. Oh, sorry. Well, I guess we disagree on yeah, this one. I, I thought it was so. nice. You told him to shut up. And it doesn't seem like it would encourage people Hell, to you're the tiebreaker. Is Nate a jerk or is uh, Jesse lame? No, Nate's just a poor little guy. He's <laughs> a poor little Count guy. Count the days. Count yeah. the days. Yeah. <laughs> do you think Nate? What do you think Nate is sort of like? Uh, He's a half Korean kid or something. We just, we, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Are you suggesting that half Korean kids count everything? Well, is that I what know you're that um, we do the hundred days. You grew up in you grew up in what the sunset. I grew up in the inner sunset. You grew up in the inner sunset of San Francisco, so you uh, probably knew a few Korean, half Korean kids. I know. Well, my wife is half Korean. Your wife's half Korean. Gotcha. So we do celebrate this. um, Every Korean child has a hundred day event, and so I just assumed that he kept track from there. Gotcha. (laughs) By uh, powers of ten. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Korean, as we know, Koreans are huge on exponents. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Not so big on integers. No. They don't care for them. I think my house was just struck by lightning. Dead. Uh, Fire. Bye. (laughs) Dead. He's dead. Yeah. He was dead until you heard him say the fire thing. You think he's dead now? Those were were called death throws. Really? Yeah. Do you... How do we... Are we behind someone... If someone calls in with a call that's probably made up, but it's entertaining... It's believable. I don't understand why that was so quick. Why couldn't he have done something more elaborate? No, that's what makes it so convincing. He kept. He also he kept it pithy, which is the watchword of calling into Jordan Jesse. Go keep it pithy. 
What do you think, Jordan? Are you behind this or against? Are you for it or against it? Graduation. Gotcha. Al? Mm-hmm. Maurice. <laughs> um, hi, Jordan, Jesse. Uh, I have a momentous occasion, I think. Uh, last night, I woke up, um, as did my boyfriend, and I realized that I started giving him a hand job in his sleep. <laughs> um... So then I finished it. Uh, okay, all right, bye. That sounds momentous to me. Yeah. When was the last time you gave somebody a hand job in their sleep, Jordan? Human, right? Yeah. Yesterday. <laughs> and let's be clear, Al's been awake this whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the sleepy hand job. Um, so she was sleeping as well. This is a sleepwalking, sleeping hand job. This is. A... That's what it sounded like. Although it might have, it was difficult to tell whether she had of her own volition made the choice to hand job to grasp the. Can we replay that track? <sighs> okay. Well, let's go back and. Just Al's Al's requesting a replay since this yeah, is let's, this yeah. Um, hi, Joe and Jesse. Uh, I have a momentous occasion. I think uh, last night I woke up, um, as did my boyfriend, and I realized that I started giving him a hand job in his sleep. Um, so then I finished it. In uh, his okay, sleep. all right, bye. In his sleep. No, no, she woke up. They both said, I woke up, as did my boyfriend, and I realized. So this was a sleep hand job. This is like a sleepwalking hand job. Is this dream or nightmare? (laughs) (laughs) Depending on how she looks. (laughs) Yeah, if she's homely, you don't want a hand job from her. No, that's that's probably the sound you would make. smooth her hand skin is. Man of 80 voices, I can do uh, the reaction. Ladies and gentlemen, Al Madrigal, the man of 80 voices, reacts to an ugly hand job. (gasps) What are you doing? Uh, Get your hand off my cock, you ugly bitch. (laughs) Yeah. The angry man of 80 voices, hateful, borderline hateful. There you go. Right. P- potentially misogynist. Who knows? Hard to say. Hard to say, but it's possible. Entirely possible. Maybe even likely. Anyway, it's just a character. Yeah, uh, let's th- let's let's just distract from Al's misogyny <laughs> by rebringing up my racist comment: shirtless Vato <laughs> eating gelato. <laughs> can I? I'm gonna take the hit for you on this one. Can Al. I throw something out that we can all agree on? Yeah. No matter whether the man is misogynist or the woman is attractive, and I'm going to presume she is because she's listening to this program, no matter what, we can all agree and reassure this young woman this was indeed a momentous occasion. It surely was, and it's it's just a wonderful moment. I've never, I mean, heard of anything like this happening. I tried to take a piss in a drawer when I was eight. (laughs) (laughs) I used to eat a lot of dog food. My cousin Joe ran outside in the street and said, Lance, get the horses. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) But uh, a dream, it's just a, a, you know. Yeah. Dream job. 2 a.m. dream job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's called a DJ, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Al Madrigal, the shirtless Vato eating gelato. Mm -hmm. The man of 80 voices. It's much better. Mr. Al Madrigal. Oh, Al, 
the Sound of Young America, MaximumFun.org, sponsoring, uh, presenting, hosting. What is the thing called that I'm doing? I think um, it might have the worst or best name ever. It is the 826LA's Fall Time Yuck Fest. Fall Time Yuck mm-hmm. Fest. Starring Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric, number one. Pat Oswalt. Pat Oswalt, number two. Bill Burr. Bill Burr, number three. Jimmy Pardo. Mr. Jimmy Pardo, the shooter himself. Um, I will be on the show. Mr. Al Madrigal, the man of 80 voices. Yes. How many of your friends will you be bringing along with you, Al? I'll bring a lot of them, but... <laughs> yeah. Will you be bringing your old-fashioned <laughs> grandma? <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, that was... Yeah, am I, I'll be there. You know it. <laughs> can I... Can I... Was that... I love Granny. That was Tim and Eric and Patton Oswalt, right? Tim and Eric and Patton Oswalt, yeah. Right? There sure. we go. Perfect. Okay, so this is a benefit for A26LA. You might be familiar with A26 if you're out there. It's the uh, literary reading and writing education uh, 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 operation uh, originally founded in San Francisco by uh, Mr. Dave Eggers, who you might know from your college or high school English classes. Um, uh, and now it's just taken on a whole life of its own. Now it's taken on a life of its own. It's nationwide. Nationwide. It's in, it's in Chicago. Anywhere where there's rich white people who feel guilty about the poor <laughs> people they're displacing, you will find one of these 826 centers. It's amazing. It's really a spectacular operation. They're teaching Anywhere there's a hipster guy looking to get laid through volunteer work, <laughs> you'll find an 826 no. operation. So this Don't. is a benefit show. When's the, when's the show? September 10th. Wednesday, September 10th at the Avalon. Yeah, right here in uh, Los Angeles, California. Correct. So you go to 826LA.com uh, and uh, get tickets. You can get tickets. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll You're going to be, be putting a link on your site. There's going to be a link up on uh, MaximumFun.org in the live section. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a really amazing show and the, all the money goes to charity. All, uh, uh, they, you know who puts this together, Jordan? What? Tell you who. Mr. Al Madrigal. Sure. Mr. Al Madrigal. Yes. Al. What? You were going to say something, Al. I wasn't going to say anything. You just said Al. Oh, that was uh, the crowd yelling at you. Oh, yeah. The earlier, did you hear them earlier chanting, Al, 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 Al? I hear it all the time. That was really powerful for me. Uh So, uh, yeah, uh, we're trying to get them out of this bad theater deal, like I told you on the phone. Yeah, we'll see. It should be a good show. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's an amazing venue if you live in Los Angeles or near. Raise some money for for the kids. And we're going to probably add uh, some more big names. Certain uh, certain, uh, big names who you might know from certain television programs with certain... Oh, I can't do the show. Don't tease oh. me because I can't do the show. Oh, probably, you're probably going to be too busy shooting the Hills parody. Yeah, that's, yeah what I would, that's what I would be on the show to promote. Maybe you've heard of the president of beer. <laughs> he might be there. Isn't that what he's called? The president of beer? Are you talking about Bob Odenkirk? Shh. Oh, is he talking about those commercials he did, right? Well, Jordan, okay. we were sorry. Well, he, he were trying to we're just trying to dance do around a, it a little bit. Dance around it a little. No. <sighs> so he ruined it. Yeah. Well, sorry. Anyway, I guess what we can at the end of the day, what's important is that you might have somebody from the movie Dog Park there. So, um, that's awesome. Al. A dog? A yeah. dog's going to be at the show? <laughs> well, it's not just any dog, Jordan. It's a comedy dog. Dog Man. that does comedy. It's comedy really dog, amazing. Eh? 
What's what's bad for Al is that this dog does eighty-one voices. Mm. Oh, I know. And one of them is Al Madrigal. That's one of his impressions, and he goes on before you. Exactly. Al Madrigal, are you AlMadrigal.com? Yes. AlMadrigal.com, A-L-M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L. The MySpace page that you never check. MySpace page that I never check. A Facebook page that I... I check the Facebook on maybe once a week. If you get a chance to see Mr. Al Madrigal do comedy, he's a fucking delightful, wonderful comedian, a real delight, a native son of the city of San Francisco, the best city in the world, um, really top-flight fella, uh, and quite hilarious, and you really shouldn't miss the opportunity, or we wouldn't have invited him to be here. Sure, and I'll be, you, get, you know, you should really rediscover the comedy store if you live in Los Angeles. Yeah. Because, yeah, have it's, you it's been only, recently? I mean, it only costs I, I have, $25 actually, and 12 drinks to get in. Well, I went to the comedy store recently, had a, had a good time. Yeah, it's great. The uh, the bar was kind of fun. Yeah, the bar's fun. You should really come down. You, oh, I'd yeah. love you to be my guest and come and see uh, Jeff Garland is there on a regular basis. Bill Mark Burr. Maron is there a lot? Mark Maron has stopped going. <laughs> um, he got scolded and decided he was never going to go again. He got scolded by someone. That seems like a bad plan to scold Mark Maron. Yeah, doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would respond well to a scolding. Well. No, no. He'll I'm, too old. I'm too old, Al. I'm too he, old. He relishes his elder, his elder no, statesman status. 82 vo- 81 voices. I just hmm. added Mark Maron. Yeah, him. absolutely. Okay. Uh, our theme music is. Love You by The Free Design, which is a real band. I really promise. People have been acting like I we wrote this song or something. And I say it at the end of every show. But Love You by The Free Design, they have a really wonderful best of on Light in the Attic Records called uh, The Best of the... Called Look, Heights Are Fun, The Best of the Free Design. Um, and uh, you know what, Jordan? Hmm. I want to throw this one thing in here. Sure. Might have noticed no sponsor messages this week. Oh. We got a little what they call in the business inventory. If you want to sponsor Jordan Jesse Go, our listenership is way up. Uh, but by coincidence, because of the ends of terms of agreements, we don't have any sponsors Listen, at all. It has right to now. do with the tides. It's very complicated. What are we looking yeah. at? Uh, how much does it cost? Well, to... a, couple, a couple hundred bucks. I'm in. Now Madrigal's going to do it. I have Madrigal's a new project uh, that I'm working on with Greg Fitzsimmons and Dana Gold and Nick Swartzen and uh, Bill Byrne. We will be. It's a monstrous lineup, but we'll talk. Okay. You and me will talk. Done. That's quite a lineup. Yeah, it's That's a really a nice lineup. lineup. Yeah. Swartz is real funny. Oh, man. I'm good. glad he's had some success with Mr. Adam Sandler because it's uh, well-deserved. He's sure. a funny, funny man. Gould? Dana Gould. Could you ask for a funnier man? Or how about this? Could you ask for a funnier man who bought the house of, of <laughs> Roddy one of the McDowell. actors in a movie he likes and then made it into a, a, a shrine tribute, to tribute the house. tribute house to the movie? You ever been to Dana Gould's house? Mm-mm. You go visit it sometime. Very nice house. He's got a tiki head from Planet of the Apes in the back because he loves Planet of the Apes so much. And it's got spotlights on it and the whole nine yards. It's got a lot of other Planet of the Apes stuff. But this actual tiki head from Planet of the Apes, it's like you know six feet tall, eight feet tall in the backyard. But he bought Roddy McDowell's house because he loves Planet of the Apes so much. That's so rich. Dana Gould is? Mm-hmm. Well, Dana Gould's wife's running HBO these days. I know, I Dana it. Gould's a funny man, a nice man. If I have to name my top three comics and biggest inspiration, Dana Gould is right there. It's, uh, he's all three. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a he's funny, manic, high energy, a lot of ideas. Speaking of an actual guy who can do great voices. It's uh, Mr. Dana Gould. Voice of Gex. Yeah, the voice of Gex. What is Gex? Uh, Gex is an old 3DO game. It was uh, <laughs> uh, it was kind of back when a video game started to have a voice, like you could have a voice in a video game. And he was this 
uh, Jordan, you have you lizard. played the 3DO? Uh, yeah, I have played the 3DO. I didn't even know anyone ever actually had a 3DO. I didn't have one. I'm yeah, aware of Dex, though. I'm sure the uh, Fresh Robots, Colin Mahan, had a uh, he had every video game platform. Really? So, yeah. so he had a 3DO? I'm sure he had a 3DO. Anyways, okay. Gex was a sassy lizard who said quips from movies. Uh, and I remember on the box it said, uh, Gex featuring the voice of HBO's Dana Gould. Oh, HBO's Dana Gould. Yeah, it is HBO's Dana Gould. Well, we've got, uh, what network are you, are you with right now? CBS. CBS is Al Madrigal. Fuel TV's Jordan Morris. And cross Thank your you. fingers, Curtin's parodies, <laughs> Jordan Morris. Uh, we'll see you on the interweb. Uh, 206-9844-FUN if you want to give us a call and ask us anything. I had an idea for an action item, but I forgot what it was. And you can always email, you can always email <laughs> you can always us. pictures of your butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mail us pictures of your butt at J- <laughs> JJGo. At no, no, only hard copies. Org. I don't want any JPEGs. Okay, no JPEGs. What, would you take an animated GIF? No. Is that something you'd be interested nope, in? Nope, only hard copies. It's an animated GIF, though, Jordan. I have it's- a filing system. Okay, sorry. Oh, we'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse Go.